Did you know that uh, whales are actually larger than every other creature on Earth that's smaller than a whale? I could. I figured that. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) Yeah, just a fun whale fact. Yeah. Welcome to Boss Rush and tragic news on the shores of Sutopolis City as famous trainer Jake, also known as Quan, and his team of six were brutally murdered by flamboyant gym trainer Wallace and his dreaded Sea King and Melodic. Hi, I'm Jake and I got Obi-Wan Kenobi'd. Rip. <laughs> and I'm Wyatt and I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> Why are you having an existential crisis? <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I'm not really, but I kind of am. I, uh... I discovered this YouTube channel, um, and I, I can't pronounce the guy's name, but it, they're like animated videos that explain really complicated concepts. Okay. And the reason I found it is because Laura, my wife, and I were having discussion about like why GMOs are so bad, and I was like, I don't really know why GMOs are bad. And mm-hmm. so this YouTube channel explained it to me. And then, you know, there were some related videos, and, you know, before I know it, it's been like two hours, and I'm watching a video called Is Reality Real? And... <laughs> It's just messing up my brain, oh man. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> that aside, my existential crisis aside, um, I think uh, we should fill in the viewers on your uh, your tragic death. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody knows about Joseph Campbell's uh, The Hero's Journey, but it's a circular journey that's seen in many forms of media and literature, and it's basically about uh, a young person who leaves home embraces the unknown and uh through that journey meets a mentor figure who will teach them uh the truth and then subsequently die to allow them to uh, pass forward and move on and uh, grow as a person that has been Wyatt and I this entire journey as we nuzz rock the nuzlocke and I unfortunately passed away to Wallace's team, especially that Milotic and that stupid Sea King. Um, I I had just horrible, horrible luck the whole time. Uh, critical hits and um, just so much crap that went down that it it was very clear by uh, the third Pokemon that I wasn't I wasn't gonna make it. So I've officially died. But Wyatt. You have come and avenged my death. Yes, as I will attempt to do for the rest of my life. Anytime someone wrongs you. You will avenge me. I will avenge you. But yeah, no, it turns out that, um, you know, Trico is like the worst starter for like the second, third, fourth, you know, all the early gyms. Yeah, absolutely. But he really comes in handy at the eighth gym. <laughs> he like swept their team, basically. <laughs> um yeah, I leveled him up as high as I could because uh, Jake and I are doing a rule where we're not supposed to over-level the gym leader's, you know, main Pokemon. So their highest level, we can't go over that. Um, but yeah, so I, I pretty much swept the team. His Melodic was tricky, had an Ice Beam, which uh, would have two-shotted me. So I think I, I switched out and sacrificed someone and then switched out to my Alakazam. And Alakazam kind of bulked up and took out Melodic. And then I just switched back to, to Sceptile and... Finished it off for you. So I'm still living. I haven't done much lately, but I'm I'm about to start uh, 
heading towards the Elite Four and just doing a bunch of training in Victory Road and seeing how far I can get. I'll probably wipe out in the Elite Four, but at least, you know, I I was able to avenge what you. What matters is the cinematic masterpiece, which is you defeating um, the man that killed me. That's all that we really needed yes. from this. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We could probably write a story about this experience. Yes, we could. I think there are yeah. plenty of stories we- that are written about this. I'm Really, we just kind I got kind of hamleted and you you were just young hamlet taking out his murderous uncle yeah actually <laughs> that's a pretty spot on uh analogy <laughs> i love yeah. that yeah speaking of fun literature would you like to do a segment real fast yes that sounds excellent so for my segment i thought i'd take us to a literacy corner cool i love that idea Yeah, so I've been reading Moby Dick lately, so I just went ahead and uh, I'm almost done with it. It's just, honestly, I'm going to make an opinion here right now. Uh, Moby Dick is really good in some places and just a drag to read through in others. And it's like 20 really good pages and then 20 really boring pages and then about 15 pages of cool whale facts and then maybe 10 more pages of existential crisis surrounding that whale fact and then back to 20 really good pages that sounds like a book i need to read (laughs) especially the whale facts (laughs) the the first i would say the first 20 chapters are so good at just like drawing you in and getting you into it and then um because the whole book is about you know them uh chasing after this great white whale and so it's exploring the ideas of uh, what the sea does to a man and these existential questions that uh, the main character Ishmael has and these different stories about things going on in the sea. And uh, Moby Dick is supposed to be sort of this figure of revenge or chaos or uh, God's wrath, depending on who you ask. And um, it's just it's a very interesting book. And I would highly recommend it if you somebody want to get into literature or like classic literature since it's called one of the great American novels. But just be prepped to like have to sit down and force yourself to read it for like half an hour or something. Right now I've been forcing myself to read 50 pages a day and that's really been helping me get back into it. I just have a couple of really cool facts about Moby Dick and I figured that would be it for the corner. Sweet. Well, yeah, let's hear it. Moby Dick was written by Herman Melville. It took him 18 months to write, and it was actually thought of as a failure in his lifetime, but it actually became popular after uh, he died and became uh, thought to be a great American novel. Um, Isn't that annoying how like that happens to so many artists that they die, and that's when their true like artistry is realized by the public? Like That's not fair. Yeah. You know, why do they have to die for their art to be appreciated? And that's one of the major reasons like Van Gogh died is because he didn't feel appreciated, and it drove him into a, a further depression because he, he was unfortunately mentally ill and had a lot of stuff going on, and that just, yep. you know, nobody cared about his work until after he died. It was just, that's a tragedy. It is, yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's good that their artwork lives on, you know, past them. I guess they, they did leave a legacy, but they don't, they're not around to see it. So it's kind of bittersweet, yeah. Uh, another thing I noticed with Moby Dick, and I need to clarify some real fast, you should always look at literature from the uh, written perspective, especially during the time it was written in. So, you know, Melville wrote this in the 
uh, 20th century. Um, he wrote this during a uh, different context than we would take it in now. So there are going to be words, phrases, uh, actions or descriptions that are going to be a little bit different than we would take it, right? Um, yeah, makes sense. All that being said, there's actually some really uh, interesting and unique perspectives that get thrown out here um, throughout the entire book. For example, uh, Queequeg, one of the characters in it, um, is, Love that name. Yeah, he's actually, I think, one of the first non-white main characters in Western fiction, like of that That's time cool. especially. And he's like a huge part of the book. Um, the uh, ship that they sail on, the Pequod, it is a by it's a multi-racial, multi-ethnic uh, crew that is all treated as equals, basically. Um, it's sort of nice. like a really cool almost picturesque society i love that yeah and a really interesting thing i've noticed is there is a lot of um another thing that i've noticed is actually a lot of queer coding in the book and a lot of pro like lgbtq uh messages really yeah in a book written in that time period yeah so so here's the cool thing. Moby Dick was written like 1851, right? Or at least published in 1851. Wow, um, okay. And in it, in the first few chapters, uh, the main character Ishmael and Queequeg, who I've already talked about, basically actually say that they get married. Um, and there's some very sensual things about their relationship at the beginning of the book, including like them lounging in bed, entwining each other in each other's legs. Um, there's a lot of different... Um, queer coding messages throughout the book regarding like whale sperm and foreskin talk and sailors washing each other um, and further references to uh, relationships on the ship that just might be taken more as friendly and it was actually thought it was actually called by Virginia Woolf who is a famous um, feminist as well as member of the LGBTQ community from uh, the 20th century, she actually talked about like dr- uh, dreaming of a white whale and how much she loved the book because of that, I think, perspective. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just something interesting that I've uh, noticed and did a little bit of research on and other people have found that. So it's not just my viewpoint on it. Right. Oh, OK. So it, it's something you noticed and then researched that kind of thing. Like it stuck out to you and you're like, oh, I wonder yeah. if this is really a thing. Oh, cool. Um, and the last one I have is that the coffee chain Starbucks is named after the first mate on the Pequod. Wait, really? Was his name like Starbuck or something? Yeah, his name is Starbuck. That's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah, they were originally going to name themselves after the ship and then they were just like, now let's just go with Starbucks. That's awesome. What an iconic name now. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's all I have for my Literacy Corner today. Thank you for joining me, boy. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you for uh, sharing the Literacy Corner with me. I really I really enjoyed that. You'll have to do another one with your next book. Um, I did want to ask, how long is, is Moby Dick? Because you said you're doing 50 pages a day, so it must be a pretty big book. Yeah, the copy I have is 585 pages, I think, and that doesn't Dang. include the afterword. But, you know, that I think that just ranges between 
editions of the book. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, that's a long book. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a classic. So it's cool that you're reading it and that uh, you've found it enjoyable, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right word, but yeah, yeah. it's an experience. And I think uh, you can, I am a big learner and I love a good experience. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, yeah, I give Literary Corner a two thumbs up slash 10 stars. I mean, <laughs> five stars, 10 points, you know, A plus. <laughs> Well, thank you, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It was cool. You ready to do our random encounter? Random encounter. Random encounter. Random encounter. Trainers, I see that grass is rustling. It's time for our random encounter. Wyatt, while I get the generator up, would you want to explain what we're doing? Gladly. So, random encounter is where Jacob and I, who have predetermined types and abilities as, uh, you know, Pokemon would... We'll use a random Pokemon generator to find a random Pokemon that is random, as we have determined. Um, and we are going to just see if we can beat it in a fight using our type matchups, our you know knowledge of the size of the Pokemon and the size of us as humans, and any other factors that might seem relevant. And if we decide we can beat this Pokemon in a fight, we level up, which we have done quite a few times now. And if we don't think we can beat this Pokemon, we get away safely and we do not level up and we feel very shameful and we cry a little bit um publicly and loudly <laughs> and loudly the only time loudly. we have yet to love to uh have to run away was versus a legendary so right now we're on a good track record i would say so either that or we think way too highly of ourselves all right you ready <laughs> ready all right our random encounter for today is ledian Ledian, nice. Okay, okay. Now, my first instinct is that, like, oh, it's a bug. We can probably beat it. But then I have to remind myself it's like a, a boxing, like, punching bug. So this could be interesting. Yeah, and it is a 78-pound, 4-foot-7 bug. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, oh my. then. Like, if a, if a ladybug was 4 feet 7 inches, that would be the most terrifying thing in existence. I'm with you. I would run. <laughs> um, while you pull it up, I'll go ahead and just describe it real quick. Yeah, it's a cool looking Pokemon. Yeah, so Ledian is the five star Pokemon. It is a bug flying type. As I've said, it's uh, 78.5 pounds, four feet, seven inches. And it is a bipedal uh, ladybug looking thing it kind of looks a little bit more humanoid it's got some cool um antenna sticking out of its head four arms and it seems to be in the middle of flying uh it kind of looks like if a human was wearing like ladybug armor to be honest i totally see that yeah <laughs> yeah it's a really cool like ladybug red black uh white yellowish motif so i think that's cool yeah, it looks like it's got like uh, punching like boxing gloves on, like white boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. I will go ahead and read gold if you want to do silver. Sure. When the stars flicker in the night sky, it flutters about, scattering a glowing powder. That's not scary at all. Okay. <laughs> I love that. All right. Uh, silver says the star patterns on its back grow larger or smaller depending on the number of stars in the night sky. 
Also not scary. Not not nothing yet. Um, I want to go down to Gen three real quick and see. Sure. Oh yeah, it's a little different here. Do you want to read? Um, I mean, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald are all the same. So yeah. you want to read? You know, I'll, the, all I'll those, do- and I'll read maybe. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it is said that in lands with clean air, where the stars fill the sky, there live Ledian in countless numbers. There is a good reason for this. The Pokemon uses light of the stars as its energy. Hmm. That's kind of so cool. So we just got to fight it during the day. That is cool, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right now, if, as long as you take it on during the daytime, you're basically fine. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I actually uh, think in the Gen 2 games, this might have been one where you can only find it at night. Maybe not. Um, I could be wrong, but that would make sense if it was. No, it says this is a, a morning thing. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, interesting. Which is, yeah, it's interesting if that's like its description, but it's only ever found. But like it's supposed to be a, a morning encounter. Yeah, that seems kind of backwards, but hey, who am I to question the Pokemon company? Yeah. Do you want to hit up uh, <laughs> the Gen 4 stuff? Because I think from there, it's all pretty much the same. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I can read Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. Oh, wait, hang on. Actually, we have already read that description. <laughs> it's I all mean, the same then? It's, uh, it's similar. I'll read it. So, it uses starlight as energy. When more stars appear in the night... The patterns on its back grow larger. So it kind of sums up a few of the other descriptions. Um, and then Heart Gold has that glowing powder thing that you mentioned. And then Soul Silver has kind of the same one as Silver. So Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I think even with the matchup, like, because Bug is strong against Psychic, I think you still, like, I think we can still take it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like you said, it's it's a big bug, but it's still smaller than us. And I mean, I imagine a bug is still kind of fragile. Like I, I'd say bug types are probably the weakest Pokemon types as a general rule, like with their stats, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with me, but honestly, I feel like we could probably be, probably beat it. I think as long as we take it on in the daytime, especially since it's a morning encounter specifically, like I don't think we're going to mm-hmm. have any problem. I think we leveled up. I think we leveled up. That was kind of an easy one. Yeah, man. I'm kind of sad. It feels like we've gotten a bunch of easy ones, but... <laughs> I know, but don't say that, because now next time we'll get uh, we'll get something scary. <laughs> yeah, there's over like 800 of them, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you think about it, there... I mean, if there's a maximum of three stages of Pokemon, you know, there's going to be mostly stage one Pokemon. And mm-hmm. so a lot of those are going to be kind of the weaker ones, not all of them. So maybe that's why we've had some good luck lately. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe next time we're going to get another legendary. So let's just be <laughs> thankful for what we get for now. That's true. We'll take it. And we're in the double double digits now for level. So yeah, we are level maybe that will 13. Start coming to play. Nice. I love that. All right. Sweet. You- you're well, to... before we sign off, I just wanted to ask real quick, um, how is how is Gilmore Girls doing? I haven't had a GG update in a while. Yeah, so GG update. Um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're going to put the... I've, I've got an alarm that I always put on for a GG update. Why I do like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we finished it. Morgan and I finished <gasps> Gilmore Girls. Wow, has it been that long since yeah. we've done a podcast? Wow. Well, no, it's all, we, we haven't recorded in what? 
a week or two because I went on my Morgan. I had to go on our oh, anniversary yeah. trip. Not had to. We got to go on an anniversary trip, but we officially finished the main seven seasons while we were at the Airbnb. Um, I think Rory's oh. an idiot for breaking up with Logan. I also <laughs> think that she 100% did not deserve that internship that she did not get. So that was good. I actually got really angry. Because uh, yeah. she like signs up for an internship that only four people can get and turns down an actual job with a newspaper. And I'm sitting there like, dude, that that is so idiotic. Yes, I remember because I've only seen the later uh, episodes. So I remember what you're talking about now. Finally, it's, right? you're speaking my but language. Then, I was frustrated too. She doesn't yeah. get the thing that only four people are going to get. And it's like, oh my God, I didn't get it. And I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, yeah, of course you didn't. It, yeah, only four people could get it. Like, I'm glad it... <laughs> What did you think was going to happen? It turns out okay for her mm-hmm. later, but like my wife said it best. She put all her eggs in one basket. Yep. It's like that meme where there's the mm-hmm. guy riding the bike and then he sticks a like pole in his spokes and falls over and he's like, you know, who could have done this? Yeah. Do you know which meme I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Who could have done this? That's the meme. <laughs> um, and then like she, like Logan proposes to her and she's like, no, as if like you can't be married and pursue a career. Or, like, he wouldn't be the most, right. like, supportive person ever. Supportive. Yes. I just thought that was yeah. stupid, too. I realized that they had, like, kind of a different executive producer and some writers at the end there. But, like, come on, man. Hmm. Yeah. So, how would you rate this series as a whole now that you've seen the, you know, the seven? I would season? say an 8 out of 10. That's good. Yeah, That's it's a, a fantastic rate. show. I really like the early seasons a lot more because I think in the later seasons, they just wrote themselves into some corners and they were like, well, because um, mm. like one of the things you want to see is growth in a character. I realize that that's not always something that's going to happen sure. with human beings, right? But like yes. you want to see growth in characters that you're watching, even if it's just little things, right? And there was growth yeah. in some things for the Gilmores and for the people of Stars Hollow, but... At the end of the day, there was just some stuff where, like, Morgan and I were, because uh, they made that um, revival that was just a miniseries. Like, there was some stuff in the miniseries where we were like, really? You're still, like, dealing with that? You're in your 50s. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So, you're saying they could have had more development. Yeah, some and I think it, that was just the yeah. what they wrote themselves into a corner with is just, like, in the later seasons where you should mm-hmm. have seen that development. They just made stupid choices. Yeah, and not even like choices that you were like, you know what, I don't approve of that, but I, I get where you're coming from. It was just like, no, things were good. Why did you do that? Right. Yeah, and that's always frustrating, but also like like you said, that's kind of also more realistic to real life because mm-hmm. people do kind of make some frustrating choices in real life. So maybe... Yeah. And maybe that... maybe. Maybe they're trying to make it. Work. Yeah, maybe that's just what they were going for. They were going for something more realistic. I think I just... I want to see character growth and there wasn't as much there as I think the characters deserved. Um, The year in a life revival, the little mini series, I thought that was a really uh, great way to wrap everything up. Um, I would love to see another one in maybe like five years or something. If like they can, that would be so cool. Yeah, I just think like, I think Gilmore girls is a great show to do something like that with where you don't have to keep, continuing the story but you can do like a little mini series every couple of years about like hey here's where they are now here's how life is going for them now oh heck yeah that'd be really cool 
And I mean, hopefully the uh, actors and actresses are all still okay with that because I feel like that's the biggest problem with like, you know, reunions. Oh yeah. You're like getting the people who like get super famous or who die. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Richard. Wait, really? He passed away? Yeah. So the actor who plays uh, Richard Gilmore actually passed away between the season seven and the revival that they made in 2016. Um, so that's actually a huge part of the revival is that he has passed away and, um, all the characters who knew him and loved him are trying to kind of deal with that as, as they like go about in that year of their life. Oh God. I'm going to have to watch that revival because it's like four episodes, one for each season kind of thing. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really fun idea. Yeah, totally. I'll have to check that out because I don't think I ended up watching that in the end. So, well, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, this, that was a good GG update. I appreciate you keeping me in the loop. And uh, do you have your next show lined up? Um, right now we're watching Kim's Convenience, which is a really fun show about a uh, Korean family in Canada who run a convenience shop. I've seen the trailers for that. That looks yeah. funny. You'll have, to, uh, you'll have to give us your recommendation and once you're a little bit farther in. I really like it so far. Oppa's my favorite character. He, he is the reason that show is so good. Also, the guy who plays uh, Shang-Chi in the new Shang-Chi movie is the older brother in it and he's fantastic and I really loved that movie so uh, maybe next time we do this we'll have to talk about all the cool things in that movie. Kim's Convenience. Yes. Oh yeah. That sounds great. Cool. I'm excited. A new somewhat of a segment for our podcast. I'm pumped. Well sweet. All right. You ready to to wrap up boy? (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for listening. Our theme song is Voxel Revolution by Kevin McLeod, and our cover photo background was taken by at Chaya69 on Unsplash. And thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. And eat your vegetables. They're actually really good Fruits for you. too. They are. They're great for you. If you Some whole grains. Yeah. Throw some whole grains in there too. Yeah. If you bake zucchini, oh my gosh, big zucchini is so good. Baked wait, like you literally just cut up zucchini and yeah, put it in the oven all, or? um put some olive oil on it, bake it. It's delicious. Hmm. That sounds kind of plain, but I do love vegetables, so I would I would try it. Do you put it? Well like you put it? salt like and pepper on it and all or? that, but like you season okay. it very obviously. It's just if you bake it and you don't really need to bake it for that long, like I just love it as my veggie side. That sounds amazing. Stay tuned next week for Jacob's other recipes. Until then, I'm Jake, and this is Wyatt. And I'm Wyatt, and this is Jake.